Warning, this is a gaming podcast. Barely a gaming podcast. It's July 12th. This is episode 18. And in this episode of the podcast, we will be covering some of the latest news. So Sony and Western Digital revealed their first licensed SSDs. Talking about hobbies, the average uh, time for a flight is one minute or sometimes less. Especially a lot less if your parachute doesn't come out. And much more. Good morning, evening, night. My name is Nick, and today I'm joined by my brother from the same mother, Eli Bear. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. What's going on, man? How you doing? What you been playing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, really, just been playing Fire Emblem and Rocket League are the two games I've been playing. Haven't had a whole lot of time to game this week. Uh, we actually had a movie night, surprisingly, uh, this last weekend. And I say surprisingly because you were there. <laughs> <for a little laughs> I was very bit. surprised. Yeah, um, you were actually you left before the good part where the movie actually became a lot better because it became darker at, at night and much much easier to see. Yeah, we had an outdoor movie night. I should clarify. Uh, we put the projector outside and um, it was fun. We had a barbecue and just like put the projector on the screen outside and watched a couple movies and it was fun. Got bit by a few mosquitoes, uh, but not too many. How did the uh, how did it work after that second movie? Like, was it was that one better than the first one? visually yeah definitely definitely uh, i think we started the first movie like around eight o'clock um and the, it didn't quite show up that well and then the second movie started around 10 or maybe even 10 30 or maybe even 11 and that one showed up like super well like better than it does inside because it you know got dark enough and uh, at the same time we had like a rodeo that was kind of across the way from us and uh we could hear them all night long, so that didn't help to add to the sound. And so we could hear a lot better, too, the second movie. Like, it was kind of, you know, you didn't notice all, like, the background sound at the beginning. Like, because it just kind of, like, faded in as you were listening to it. But when everybody left, it made the movie a lot easier to hear. That's for sure. So, it was good. Yeah. So, which game is Fire Emblem Fates? I thought you were assigned a different game than that. Well, it is... uh Fire Emblem Fates, there's actually like three parts to this game. There's Fire Emblem Fates uh, Conquest and Fire Emblem Fates Birthright. And then they had a DLC that kind of combined the two that you can pay extra for. So I guess I'll have to see if I get into that too. Um, So yeah, I'm playing Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, which is apparently the more kind of battle focused of the three. So looking forward to playing it. So... At least as of right now, it's not feeling like a chore. No, I've only played like an hour of it so far, though. So I really haven't gotten too far into it. I mean, Um, that's better than me. I haven't even started my game. So, you know, I remember that there was like this this joke. Let's see if I can tell it without, you know, it's been a while since I've told it. But it was like the the seven dwarves and they, uh, um, you know, one day I think it was Sneezy. He goes to work and he. And they go to the mines and they open up and they open up their lunch and um, Sneezy opens up his lunch and complains about it. And he's like, man, 
I didn't want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Snow White always smacks me the same thing. And what's another dwarf name? Sneezy. We had like uh, Grumpy. Grumpy. Grumpy's a good one. Nashville. Grumpy. He opens up his uh, sandwich. He's like, man, I didn't want another. I didn't want another bologna sandwich. I get this every single day. And and then Dopey, he opens up his lunch and he's like, man, I didn't want another jam sandwich. I get a jam sandwich every day. And he just complains about it. And so what next day they, uh, they all do different things. But those are the only <laughs> three I'm going to talk about. So the next day, the, they open up their lunches and it's the same thing. They all, each open up their lunches and they each have the same sandwich in there. And they're like, oh, man, not the same sandwiches again. Um, and so finally, the the third day comes around and they get the same sandwiches again. So they go back and they're like, man, I'm so fed up with this. I'm going to go talk to Snow White. And so they all go back and they talk to Snow White. And Snow White is, you know, hears them out. And she says, well, you know, uh, Sneezy and Grumpy, I can understand because uh, I, I pack their lunches, but Dopey, he packs his own lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of you with your make you play games. You know, you chose your own game and you just haven't played it. <laughs> I just haven't played any games. No, nah, that's true. I played I played a little bit of Dismantle. Uh, I'm almost done with that. Uh, and then I just played a couple of rounds of Ar- Arcade Again, which is actually really fun. I'm really liking that game. Oh, um, cool! I haven't, I haven't tried it that is, yet. Yeah. It's essentially your. Uh, it's like a co-op shooter. Um, I'm trying to think of what it's similar to, uh, but yeah, and then kind of like a roguelite style. So you play through and then just go for a high score. So uh, me, my friend X, and Jackson are the ones that played together. Um, I am by far the worst, which is weird. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah. I won, uh, uh, two out of like, cause there's little competitions you can do in between. I won only like one of those and then one like side match, which didn't matter. So have you, uh, suspected that it might be because you're, uh, getting old? Is that, Oh, that's that... part of it. And I was very tired both times. So we'll blame it on that. But, uh, yeah, each run can last for hours. It's, it's kind of, kind of intense. We got, we're on the leaderboard now at 212th place. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't seem too bad. 212th um, place. Yeah. Pretty impressive, I think. I, I think, too. I don't know. There's a lot of different types of weapons and different ways we can do it. We haven't really implemented any kind of strategy yet. So, I mean, there's possible room for improvement. But, uh, yeah, I mean, our high score was like 100 and, I don't know, 120,000, something like that. And the... Uh, the top of the leaderboard is like 5 million though. So we got a ways to go. Yeah. Well, just like 4.9 million more to go. Yeah. Almost, almost there. Uh, so were those the only two games you played this week? Yeah. I think that's all I really played this week. I'm trying to think if there's yeah. anything else, but yeah, I don't think so. And maybe we should remind people what we have assigned to us to you this week um, for our make you plays. So I'm playing fire Emblem fates conquest. Uh, Nick is playing, uh, what's that game called again? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. There we go. I had it pictured in my mind, but I tend to like to forget about what the names of things are. Um, and then Morgan had Horizon Forbidden West, which he's actually playing right now. 
uh, behind me. <laughs> yeah, I think Gwen actually, Gwen actually might be playing uh, The Last of Us Part Two. So, wow, we're behind. What's with this? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I actually did play one other game. I I went into House Flippers. I downloaded that um, just to see if it would add anything else to it. I'm not sure if it did or not. And it looked okay. It looked very similar to like the PS4 slash PS5 version of the game. Um, and then I went in, maxed out all the settings, and I was getting like 240 frames a second or so, something like that. And then uh, I walked forward 10 feet, and my whole computer just crashed and turned off. So oh, then wow. I went back into the game and uninstalled it. I was like, nah, whatever. <laughs> huh, that's weird. Yeah, no, just huh. instant shutdown of everything. Hmm. Yeah, I guess better to walk away at that point. <laughs> I've already played the game. It's it's good yeah. enough. House Flipper. Yeah. That was like the extreme version, I guess. Like <laughs> House <laughs> the extreme uh, max out graphics. House Flipper. House yeah, Flipper three thousand. Even at two hundred and forty frames a second, it felt really juddery and bad for the mm. ten seconds that I was playing it. Yeah, it was weird. Must have just had something wrong with that. On yeah, uh, that well, was on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass, yeah. I should have like capped the capped the frame rate or something. Yeah, but I don't blame you. Um, all right. Uh, well, with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the news. So, Sony and Western Digital revealed their first licensed SSDs, according to WCCFTech.com. Uh, today from Sony or from Western Digital and Sony comes the first officially licensed SSD for the PlayStation 5, the SN850 NVMe. Sporting various PlayStation logos on the device itself, this solid state drive is meant to be specifically compatible with the PlayStation 5. These come in two variations, the one terabyte and two terabyte respectively. These two SSDs also have price tags attached to them and the one terabyte version of the SN850 will run you about 169.99 USD, and the two terabyte version will be about 279.99 USD. So, kind of pricey, a little bit for those. The officially licensed. Yeah, I don't ones. know the, I don't know the cost differences in that. I guess I should have probably looked. Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea of you know the it's going to work might be worth the extra couple of dollars. I don't know if that's yeah, like I don't know what the price difference is there, but. Well, the I, know there are, I know there are other brands that say they, they'll work with the PS5, though, as well. So I think you'll probably be pretty safe as long as it says. Yeah, but it, but it doesn't have a PS5 logo on it. So, I mean, know. that's true. <laughs> Actually, I did take a quick look at these ones. It looks like they are like a little bit thicker than a regular SSD, which means they have, uh, from what I saw, it looked like they had a bigger heat sink on them. And so... Yeah. Theoretically, they should run cooler than a regular SSD as well, which would be nice. Um, and I'm sure there's other models that have heat sinks on them as well. But it looked like they're a little bit beefier than, you know, just one without a heat sink. Um, so, I mean, at least th there is that going forward as well. And I'm sure, you know, just like other SSDs, these will probably go on sale occasionally as well. So I don't, I don't think the price is too bad on them. Like, they're really not crazy. Yeah, no, it's something I definitely want to upgrade, especially that two terabyte version. The one terabyte version was in stock. The two terabyte version was not from that website. Um, okay. You buy them directly from Western Digital, at least at on that from that link. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm interested in getting. But spending, you know, uh, more than half the, the cost of a PS5 is a lot. Yeah, yeah, it seems a bit 
bit pricey when you think of it that way. You know, it's over, yeah, over half the cost of a PS5, the disc version. Right. So if you're thinking about the other version, it's three quarters it's, of the cost. Almost yeah, it's still more than half. Version. <laughs> yeah. Well, crazy when you put it that way. <laughs> and that's math. Um, the uh, next item of news, we have God of War gets a November 9th release date. I know uh, you and I were both hoping they go for a November 11th release date. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually uh, why. Uh, what was that other game? Uh Starfield, that's why it got delayed, is because they heard God of War was coming out around then. They're like, now nah, we're getting out of here. We can't compete. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure God of War is going to be really good. Like, it sounds like they're pretty confident with it. And, you know, I think it's good that Starfields get some extra polish. I think that'll be a game that comes out that will also get a lot of work as it comes out, I would assume. Um, I think it'll be really good, too, but I think it'll probably not have the same level of polish that God of War does when it comes out. I'm just guessing, but... Are you? What are you hoping for from God of War Ragnarok when it comes out? Honestly, just more of the same. I really like. I really enjoyed the first one. Just the story that they had. It was really funny, you know. Just as you're going along to different places, and just the banter between the different characters was really good, and everything was good on it. You know, it's it's it was a great game. Um, so I'm just hoping really yeah. for more of the same. Yeah, the comedy is usually what people bring up when they talk about God of War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it or is it not really? I thought it... <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. I mean, there are funny characters like Mamir and stuff. Or, I thought Mamir, yeah, but... it was hilarious. <laughs> just that whole, like whenever they're riding in the boat together and just like talking yeah. back and forth, I just thought that was hilarious. And there's still like so much of that conversation that I never even got around to either, even though, even though I beat the game, you know, they had a ton of yeah. it. But I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's a lot bigger than the first game. I'm hoping there's more boss fights and stuff. That was kind of the, one of the only things I was underwhelmed with with uh, the last game is that there's only like four boss fights really in like the whole yeah. game. Other than like the Valkyries, which doesn't really count, I don't think. But yeah, so we can get bigger. Maybe get some twists in there. I'm not sure what they're going to do story wise, but this is the end of the Norse saga, so it should be exciting at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Um, speaking of release dates changing, uh, Forspoken gets a tactical delay to January 23rd, 2023. A tactical delay? I didn't... <laughs> no, 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 I put that in there. And, and what I meant by that is that the game is on track to release when it would have. But I think they just... They did the, uh, yeah, we're getting out of the way of God of War. Uh, oh, okay. And they, they they said that publicly. They didn't say God of War in specific. They said they were they were moving to a better window, which, yeah, I like that they just said it. It's a it's a nice change of pace. Um, but it's it's also really good to hear the game. They said the game is essentially done, and they're just fixing up bugs and stuff now. So, yeah, yeah it's a game that I'm definitely excited for. But I think it when when compared to other games, um, it does it will go under the radar for a lot of people. So it's nice that it'll have more of its own. Uh, I guess, time, hopefully. I think that's smart, too. I think people are actually starting to look at games again a month after Christmas, you know? So I think yeah. that's actually a pretty good release window. And if it came out right next to God of War or other games, um, anyway, I think you're right. I think it would be overlooked. And I think I think that happens with a lot of games, too, where they're completed, and for some reason, they kind of overlook the release window. Like, right. they, over they overlook when a game should be released, 
Um, and I think that really hurts them a lot of times. It's like they're almost, you know, the game's done, it's ready to ship, we'll just ship it whenever it comes out. But I think a lot of times it's a lot more strategic to place it, you know, in a, in a release window where it'll be smart to release it. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of games don't take advantage of that. Um, and I think we've seen that previously um, with other with other games. Like, you know, maybe this isn't the best example because I think uh, Horizon is kind of a... Horizon for no, no, not Horizon for is one of the best ones. Both well, of them. Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, came out right next to uh, Breath of the Wild, the first one, and I feel like right. it got overlooked because it was right next to Breath of the Wild. You know, it came out the same exact time, and I think it got overlooked because of that. And you know, I think it also got its own audience, and it was a big enough game that I was able to move past that anyway. Um, but we just don't talk about it in the same way that. We might have otherwise if it had released, you know, a month later or two months later, you know, in May of that year. I Forbidden don't know West that's... is exactly the same way, though. Like when it came out a week after or a week before Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think they, they got to work on their release windows. Yeah, no, exactly. That's a good point. I, I forgot about Forbidden West coming out right next to Elden Ring, too. Um, yeah. And if. It would be, yeah, it was hard actually when it first came out because I was kind of splitting time between those two games. And I was like, man, I wish I wish they would have like spread these out just a little bit more. And I get the thinking behind it. Like you're confident enough in your game that you don't want to, you know, like you don't care what other games are coming out around it because you have confidence in your game. And I think it is a great game. But, you know, when it comes out right next to, you know, a generation defining game, you know, twice, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard on it, and and it wouldn't have been the same way. I think, yeah, if, if it had released a month or two later, same kind of thing. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, okay. Um, we have a new uh, Nintendo Switch OLED model, um, the Splatoon Three Edition splashes down August eighth. Um, no, I didn't say that right. August twenty sixth is when that releases. <laughs> Uh, and that's just a color variation to the switch that looks pretty cool. Uh, it's always nice to see those color va- variations on consoles. So cool. No, that's the switch pro. You're lying to people <laughs> telling them it's normal. That's I know. Come right out of the radar. <laughs> no, that's, that's just so I can pick up my own copy of it without yep. people crowding into it. <laughs> All right. Then we have uh, Pokemon puzzle league is coming to Nintendo switch online. This is a game I haven't played before. Um, have you played this one? I no, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I haven't heard of it either. So I'll probably give it a shot. Give it a try. Um, and then we got a new uh, game announcement. I can't remember when this came in, but we have Kirby's Dream uh, Buffet announcement. A new video. I can't remember if that was today or when was that? Let's look. Let's look at that real quick. Um. Oh yeah, that was today. That was today. So yeah, we had that <laughs> announcement today. It looks kind of like a. Yeah, Fall Guys style of game with Kirby, where you kind of just—I don't know if that's really accurate. It looks like not as uh, not as many not as chaos, uh, not as much chaos, not as much chaos, and not as many people, and it's yeah. like, but you kind of are on a track, and you're each racing each other to get different food items. It looks like, and whoever gets the most food items is kind of the biggest Kirby. Um, kind of the opposite of you know a lot of people's goal in life to lose some weight. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> the winner the winner on this game is the fattest one yeah yeah and that's <laughs> that's how life should be too that's what, that's what i'm trying to say 
Um, yeah, no, it looks surprisingly fun. I yeah, it came out of nowhere for me, but uh, yeah, yeah, it did actually look kind of fun. I don't know if it's a a free game or not. I have to look in, look into that, um, or if it's just yeah, just going to be a one that comes. I know it's coming in coming to Nintendo Switch Online as well. Um, but one to look into. I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, but don't quote me on that. Um, okay, and then finally, Supermassive Games, the creators of The Quarry and Until Dawn, is being acquired by Nordisk Games. Are you familiar with Nordisk Games? No, never heard of that one either. Um... But they are obviously gigantic since they acquired Supermassive Games. <laughs> i have heard of the uh yeah the quarry and until dawn yeah so, me too um oh yeah i'm a liar i i started playing uh the man, man of a dan as well Played like an hour of that uh yeah you are a liar i am a liar <laughs> just playing all these lie. games i don't even remember playing them until it comes <laughs> up have you ever uh wondered if maybe you play games in your sleep no oh, maybe I told you, I'm like almost asleep all the time when I'm playing these games. <laughs> That's true. I could be so much more effective if I could just play while I'm sleeping. Get so many more games in there. Uh, they do own Avalanche games, which that sounds familiar. Oh, uh, yeah. Rage 2, Just Cause, um, The Hunter Call of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the best games on NSO. All right. Uh, so with that, yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into new game releases. All right, uh, so Rune Factory Five is out, or is yeah out today? Out? Oh no, the fifteenth. It? It's already out. It I out? think for other platforms. I think it's just coming to PC. All right, and then we also have Loopmancer coming out to PC at some point soon. <laughs> at some point this week. Soon. This this week. I know. Thanks for putting dates on there, Eli. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right, and then uh, out now on Game Pass, we have uh, Garden Story, Match Point, Road 96, and Respect V. Uh, Garden Story was a nice frog game. I'm pretty sure I saw that during like the Wholesome Direct or something. I think that's that game. That's the only one of those I really know anything about. Yeah. And then uh, coming out uh, July 14th on Game Pass, we have Escape Academy. And Power Wash Simulator. Have you heard of Escape Academy? I have not. So that's essentially like a, a like video game version of escape rooms in real life. So you're teaming up with people and you're trying to solve things, just trying to, to escape. You're going to, I think you're going to, a, uh, I mean, I, as the name says, you're going to a school uh, where you're learning how to escape from things. So it mm-hmm. seems like a really interesting premise. Yeah, that, that I mean, does sound fun. And I've heard way too many people, I think, talk about Power Wash Simulator, so I'll have to check that one out. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's in that house flipper vein of games, I think. <laughs> just, you're using just a hose and just spraying the side of houses, I think. And that's the whole game. Yeah. Well, I think that's definitely one you'll have to check out. And yeah, maybe if you get good enough at it, you can you know, power wash my car afterwards, you know, maybe, maybe I'll help some real life situations. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a nap break. And now a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at fine folks. The food is fine. The company is fine. And the fine is fine. This podcast is brought to you by Gamefly. 
If you want to devise a plan to make those you love play video games, start a podcast and use Gamefly to have access to a wide selection of video games to rent or buy. Use the URL in the podcast description or through our Discord to sign up for the free trial, one of the prepaid plans, or make any game purchases through the link to help support Barely a Gaming Podcast. All right, and now we're on to the main topic of the show, which is what? It's a good question. It's a good question. Well, as we know, uh, many people um, think, speculate, that uh, video games are kind of an expensive hobby or way to pass time. And in fact, they are kind of expensive. <laughs> but, yeah, but... You're not supposed to admit it on the air. But, I know, in, in a gaming podcast. actually is. In a game podcast. <laughs> but we wanted to make a list of way more expensive hobbies... If the topic comes up in your household, that will make video games a lot more appealing. So <laughs> whether this is, you know, spouses trying to convince, you know, another spouse, uh, whether this is kids trying to convince a parent, parents trying to convince their children, uh, this will be a, a good topic for everyone. <laughs> I'd love to see that, you know, parents trying to convince their kids. Hey, <laughs> mom and dad, I think uh, video games are, are not worth uh, our time as a family. <laughs> but junior, but junior, we need video games. Video games are the only thing keeping us together. Anyways. <laughs> now you just made it like sad. <laughs> I know. I know. I made it so much worse. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm beginning to think this topic wasn't a great idea. Uh, no, anyways. So, <laughs> jumping into things that are way more expensive than video games. Or first, jumping out of things. Like uh, like a plane. Jumping out of a plane. Very expensive, especially if you're wingsuiting. A wingsuit costs around $1,200. And with video games, there's a much less risk of death. That is true. Actually, that's kind of a theme with a lot of the things that we have on this <laughs> list. Video games are safer. <laughs> So we have some numbers here. The average cost of skydiving is 150 per go. Um, so if you you know plan to go a couple times a week, that's quite a bit. And the average uh, time for a flight is one minute or sometimes less, especially a lot less if your parachute doesn't come out. <laughs> uh, so just think about that. You know, the cost ratio, you know, video games, you know, a lot of times can be 30 plus hours in a video game. So, yeah, the cost of money and the cost of life. They're both very important when choosing your activities. <laughs> you know, speaking of dangerous activities that cost a lot of money to do, uh, polo. Polo. <laughs> you know, that that game where you go around on your horse, not the water kind, but the game where you go around on your horse and you swing a, a club around at a ball and try to score it into a goal. Uh, that's an expensive hobby. Um the cost of that is like $20,000 for a horse and around 8000 a year at a club. So that is expensive. Um, I don't know about you, but I can buy a horse game for a lot less than that. A horse simulator for a lot less than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and if you want to go the cheaper route, there is Goat Simulator 3 coming out. So, I mean, there's lots of 
lots of good things. Yeah, anything to do with horses gets expensive. And again, with video games, you have to clean up a lot less poop. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> fact. 100% fact. So, yeah, like I said, uh, another another slightly dangerous... No, it's not that dangerous, but probably more people die... Actually, I can't, I can't even say that. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, anyways, another expensive hobby is scuba diving. <laughs> you can expect to pay around $500 for the proper equipment, $300 for the certification, and a few thousand dollars every time you need to make a trip um, somewhere to different locations. So keep that in mind that scuba diving, you could see a shark. And <laughs> so that's a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Probably both, depending on you know your personality. I would say, um, and depending on the situation. Um, I think we've all seen. Well, we haven't all seen, but <laughs> Shark Week. You know, if that's still a thing, I don't even know if that's if that's still a thing anymore. Uh, sure. But we've all seen some things. Yeah, you could you could just buy Man Eater for like twenty bucks and just. Play as a shark if you really want that shark experience. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably a good idea to uh, suggest games that are like <laughs> this to you as you go along. Uh, another hobby that is pretty expensive is world travel. World travel is expensive. Um, you have to pay for the plane tickets, for the places that you live at. Um, yeah, it, it will add up. It will add up uh, cost-wise. And especially, you know, if you have a family, it's pretty, I mean, it's possible, but not very possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, games that uh, you could do instead of world travel, uh, Flight Simulator, that one's up there. Uh, Animal Crossing, just go to other exotic islands, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, not even to think about that. I mean, to get, take it to the next level, we have uh, Starfield. Or oh, yeah. Even better. No Man's Sky. I mean, you can you can go way farther in those yeah. games than we can go here. For not, every, not everyone is Elon Musk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he's the only one that can compete. And he's just going to go live on Mars and die, right? <laughs> and he hasn't even went anywhere yet. Yeah, he hasn't even gone there yet. Such so. a process. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to just go there now, you know, video game. Um, another expensive hobby that um, I have to admit was kind of a hobby for me for quite a while um, is art collecting. And I've amassed the fortune um, and it's just <laughs> just about time for me to, to lay off the art collecting. Um, you know, it, it just comes to a point where you just get so much money that it does doesn't even matter anymore. You know, so you just have to it's probably a better idea just to, you know, sell it all and let it go. Invest it in Bitcoin, which is plummeting. No, just, just kidding. I don't know. Are you self-evaluating um, your scribbles that you've been collecting? <laughs> I should be. <laughs> um, I'm probably so rich now. Wow. <laughs> you know, that that might be what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I am. I am going to be rich. And I think people one day will see the... Uh, you know, see the art for what it is, what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead of collecting art, you could be playing Mario paint. That's right. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's more. Oh, I just played a game that had art. 
Oh, I, I might be. I think that'll get into spoilers. Actually, I can't. I can't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> Why? Thanks for bringing it up. You're welcome. You're welcome. And just shows to show you that uh, video games are also an exclusive club. <laughs> uh, and speaking of exclusive clubs, um, another activity is uh, yacht racing. So yacht racing is an expensive hobby. And uh, well, number one, you have to get a boat. You know, that's a, a yacht on top of that. That makes it kind of expensive. Um, uh, number two, you have to dress super fancy and eat at fancy <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> hey, hey, well, <laughs> I don't know if these people realize, but they could just be playing a video game instead. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, Wave Race 64. <laughs> Wave, no, there, there's actually one on Nintendo Switch Online that is a yacht racing game. I just can't oh, remember the name of it. Let's go see if I can find Yacht Racer on this list. <laughs> All right. It's called something. But yeah, you know, you literally just race yachts or speedboats. can't remember. I can't find it. I can't look. Because it's important. <laughs> I'll look. I'll look. Well, there's a game called Hydro Thunder. Uh, yeah, H- Hydro Thunder is definitely that yacht game. That is not it. But <laughs> oh no, is it Eliminator Boat Duel? I think it is. Eliminator Boat Duel <laughs> sounds like a really good game. <laughs> Actually, it's it's surprisingly fun. If that's the game I'm thinking of, surprisingly fun. Um, kind of you earn thousands of dollars by competing in powerboat races and you use it to level up your ship kind of like uh, rock and roll racing did to you back in the day um okay kind of surprisingly fun but not nearly as good as rock and roll racing drops yeah that was a good game that's a good game um but yeah, yeah so anyways <laughs> another expensive hobby is go-karting um yeah so a lot of people uh will use that expensive hobby and get it to a more expensive hobby, uh, which pays you a lot of money. But, uh, so I think, <laughs> well, I think, go, wait, 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 what you got? Okay. I was going to say, I think we all know the comparison that's going to be made here. Uh, that's <laughs> Di- Disney speed storm. That's coming up. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people get it right into that at the pro level from, yeah. re- from real life. Go-karting. <laughs> so, yeah. Go-kart costs about eight grand. And, uh, your equipment used that you uh, that you've been wearing during a go kart is uh, it goes from anywhere from free to a thousand dollars. So you know, in <laughs> a year round expense for a go kart, it could be like over ten thousand dollars. So, but yeah, obviously there's no other games that compete with go karting. So <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no other games that we can think of besides um, besides all the good karting games oh yeah there's uh well there's one that's not that great but uh diddy kong racing that that's, was that's another one i can think of but no if you're that's that replaces so many activities though yeah like you're upside down flying in a little tiny plane and if you want to do that oh that's true yeah it's true <laughs> just so many i mean that could be like three different three different activities um <laughs> You read the Power Wheels version of Airplanes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So there's downhill skiing. uh, Has a a lot of risk of cold. And uh, 
ski free. I mean, we have that one. <laughs> yeah, instead of spending two hundred and twenty dollars a day, you could spend zero dollars and download ski free. <laughs> I mean, and your chance of getting eaten by a yeti is severely higher in ski free, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is greatly increased. Well, it depends on where you go. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I think what? that's just about good. What? Uh, did you have another one that you? Yeah, that you car collecting. Car, way okay. cheaper. Way cheaper in Gran Turismo than in real life. That is true, and a lot quicker. Yeah, a lot, a lot faster to do in Gran Turismo. Um, yeah. There's also playing golf. Uh, very expensive. Very boring in real life. Fun in uh, in video games. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think it's probably fun in real life to you. I haven't gone much, but I've only done once. Was it not fun? It was not that fun. It oh. takes so it's so long to play one hole takes all day or one uh, <laughs> set of holes. So well, boring. That's, that's kind of sad if you say one hole takes you all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was only I, five thousand over. I know I'm not. <laughs> well, five thousand. That's pretty good. <laughs> five thousand points. Five thousand. Um, yeah. Other other hobbies that are expensive, mountain climbing. You could do that a lot better in uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. You're probably way better at it in video games. Yeah. Yeah. Hot air balloon rides, very expensive. Um, which which game goes for that one? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh... Balloon fight. That's the one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. There is one. You found one. <laughs> High stakes poker, you have a much higher chance if, of die, of death if you're playing like uh, Red Dead Redemption. So <laughs> that's a uh, positive. <laughs> wait a minute. I guess that makes things more exciting, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. That's yeah. how people play it. Yeah. All right. So you got to find last one. You got to okay, find okay, the okay. Uh, you got to find me the video game equivalent of ballroom dancing. So lessons for ballroom dancing, as we all as we all know, very very expensive. Um, all the clothes you're gonna buy for it, very expensive as well. Um, but yeah, you can do this much much easier in a video game like uh, Eli. Uh, well, just dance, <laughs> just dance, <laughs> <laughs> or Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> options are limited. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so with that, let's move on to a retro minute. NBA Jam. On Fire Edition. On Fire! <laughs> so yeah, so, NBA NBA Jam. Um, what are your thoughts about it? <laughs> NBA Jam is definitely one of my favorite uh, arcade sports games that there is. Probably second favorite to NFL Blitz. Um, just the commentary and stuff shared between NFL Blitz and NBA Jam actually by the same per- person, Tim Kitzrow. Uh, makes it very, very exciting. Just, uh, yeah, and what, like, you can get scores of over 100 in, like, four minutes of playing. Um, But, yeah, it's really fast, very limited rules. Uh, You're allowed to just push people over. 
yeah, and elbow people in the face. But yeah, it's a fun game. You can dunk off the screen, which is always nice. Yeah, Just like I can in real life if my screen's really small. <laughs> that's true. And the basketball, um, bas- the hoop is really short too. Otherwise, that's not even happening. I know. It's only a 20 foot, 20 foot hoop for you. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What are your thoughts on NBA Jam? Well, it's, yeah, like you said, it's really fun. Like, um, super, super fast paced, easy to, you know, play a game with friends. One of the best, like, uh, co-op, not co-op games. I mean, it could be that way, but, uh, couch multiplayer games, uh, that there is, you know, yeah. easy to, to play. Um, and it did really well, like as far as sales. I just read recently that uh, the arcade version made over a billion dollars. I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's all together, unfor- but yeah, unfortunate that on fire edition on the consoles. Um, when was that? Like ten years ago. And unfortunate that that version of the game did not do very well because that uh, NBA Jam on fire edition is probably the best version of NBA Jam that there is. That game's amazing. Super good, yeah. Uh, yeah, not enough people played it. I think I it know. tanked. It tanked when it released on uh, the Switch. Or no, 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 the old the Wii Switch only. The, the Wii, <laughs> <laughs> the old Switch. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you can call it that. I don't. I don't think it ever switched. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they still call the t- uh, the yeah the the Switch Lite. They still call it a Switch, and it doesn't switch, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I guess. You can call it whatever you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, because it, yeah, like you said, it was a really good game. Um, overlooked, overlooked NBA Jam game for sure, and I don't know why that was. I don't think I followed it too closely at the time, um, and I'm I don't know what the final sales were on that, but it seems like like it should have done good. And I feel I feel like if they release something like that now, it'd do better. I feel like, but I don't know. Yeah, no, they definitely need to try try that again. Uh, I'm not really into any of the 2K games or whatever. So, yeah, and more arcade sports games yeah. that aren't Strikers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Strikers is okay. Is okay. I think hopefully that gets fleshed out a little bit more to be a little little more. Um, but yeah, they just that there is a need for like a good for uh, arcade arcade sports game. You know, there hasn't been the same level of popularity as NFL Blitz or NBA Jam, you know, to this day, I don't think. Um, yeah. Yeah, the best the best thing about like NBA Jam 2, even if your team is garbage, you usually have a couple of legends on there. You can go back and play as them and just, yeah, yeah forget about the new people. Just play as all the good people on your team. Yeah, that, that was on Fire Edition, right? Or is that the old version? That's on all, all, yeah, on all of them. Um, the best thing about on Fire Edition is that our team, the Seattle Supersonics, doesn't even exist anymore, but you can still play as them in NBA Jam on Fire Edition. So that's always good. A moment of silence. <laughs> you got anything else to say about NBA Jam? <laughs> no, I was taking my moment of silence, though. Oh, okay, uh, my bad. <laughs> no, it, it just kind of broke me out of my moment, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, when you right. when you when we do this in post and you edit it down, it's <laughs> not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, moments. Oh, we're back into it. <laughs> <laughs> right back into it. <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to be careful then. Um, no, I don't think I have anything else to add. Just just hope to see another game. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we see another another NBA Jam at some point. I, I wish it was owned by somebody that wasn't EA. 
Yeah, I mean, they did do a good job with On Fire Edition as far as making the game. Yes. So, I mean, there is that hope. I mean, there are there are companies like that wouldn't do well with the IP if they got it. So we're kind of in like the weird situation where, you know, I think EA would do well if they made it again. But will they actually make it? (laughs) So, yeah. So I guess is having a, a mediocre game better than having no game at all? I don't know, actually. It's a good question. <laughs> question for another time. And speaking of questions, uh, we have a question from Presso the Magnificent going on to our community questions. What is your favorite game on Nintendo Switch Online? Um, so for me, it would be, I think at this time, uh ocarina of time um i just remember really really enjoying that game um i think the first time i played it was actually when i was over at your house when i was a teenager uh just just playing through that and yeah just just kind of playing through the opening uh segments of the game getting past like the uh deku tree and just yeah just you know, being able to play through everything. I didn't actually beat that game for a long time until it came to, until I played it on the 3DS. Um, and then finally ended up playing and, and beating that game. But I've always enjoyed picking it up and, and playing it. And my favorite game on Nintendo Switch Online. Nope. Yeah. Well, so uh, my favorite game on NSO that I don't have is uh, uh, Poppin' Twin B. I think it's definitely up there. Oh the yeah, game that everybody's talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of cheap to take that one. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, it isn't. I think Twin B is kind of popular. Actually, I mean, no, it, yeah, it's popping, popping, popping. <laughs> no, I, I'll just uh, uh, take uh, Andross's thing from uh, Nintendo Pals and say that it was uh, Super Mario World, just because it's yeah. I've never played any of those, any of these games, really, and that's probably one of my favorite games of all time. So we'll just say that that one's it, even if it's not better than Mario Kart sixty four. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. I mean, definitely <laughs> today, t- today that game definitely has held up well. Super Mario World. Um, I'm I think just I looking. S- oh, go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say much. So go ahead. <laughs> now I'm just looking through the list, and there are some other games that do stand out to me, like Super Baseball Simulator 1000. Oh, it's yeah, actually a really, a really fun game. It's a really dumb game. Like it, it's not actually that great of a game, but it has so many like stupid features in there that are fun, where you make your person jump like a thousand feet in that's, the air. That's so. a game they could do a remake now that I think would be super fun and actually like, make it fun. And actually make it well. I think yeah, it may not be fun to go back to that game now, but yeah, if they actually made a a sports arcade game like that, like that one, that'd be fun. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, like the problem with that thing where you could jump a thousand feet in the air is you couldn't catch the ball anyways. It's impossible to catch those home runs that are getting hit out of the stadium. Well, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes the thousand feet jump work though, and it was like incredible when you could actually get a catch. But a game that's kind of like that is actually Slugfest. I think they came up with a new Slugfest. I think that would be pretty fun too. They've kind of steered away from that in modern times, that style of game. But that that's kind of like a almost like a spiritual successor to that game in a way, because <laughs> they have the crazy like power ups on your pitches. Uh, I think you can jump pretty high in Slugfest as well. And that, that was a fun that was a fun game. Um, what is yeah. what is versus Excitebike? Have you heard of that? I think it's just like Excitebike. You just can play against someone. 
Oh, okay. Uh, Morgan and I have played that, and I think she won, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> what is Bomboozle? Don't know. <laughs> Fine, you're not fun at this game. <laughs> uh, what is Super Mario 64? Super Mario 64. No one's ever heard of that game. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> that is a really good game, though. Uh, the one that nobody's heard of? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brawl Brothers, not quite as good as that one. Yeah. It's all in caps. That's got to be a good game. Brawl Brothers. Super Mario Brawl. No. <laughs> Super Brawl Brothers is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think that does it for the show. <laughs> Uh, probably should have done it a long time ago <laughs> yeah probably uh, thank you all for being good time listeners join us on discord at barely a gaming podcast twitch youtube and twitter at barely agp this has been a gaming podcast Incorrect. Oh, no, correct. <laughs> just last time. Man, I have a stroke. What? What's wrong with you? It's not it's written just... down. I can't remember that one line. <laughs> this has been a gaming podcast. Barely a gaming podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Adios. <laughs> uh.